Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Warning, the Not Real Art Podcast is intended for creative audiences only. The Not Real Art Podcast celebrates creativity and creative culture worldwide. It contains material that is fresh, fun and inspiring and is not suitable for boring old art snobs. Now, let's get started and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, my creative brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast, where we celebrate creative culture and the artists who make it. I'm your host, Sourdough, coming to you from Crew West Studio in Los Angeles. Man, do we have a cool program for you all today. I have no doubt you will learn, grow, and be inspired by today's show. Before we get into our main event, I want to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to like this episode and subscribe. Your likes and follows help ensure you won't miss any of our new shows, and it makes the algorithm gods happy, which helps us. So thanks for that. Also, be sure to visit our website, notrealart.com. Sign up for our newsletter to keep your finger on the pulse of everything we're doing here at Not Real Art for artists and our lovers. A lot of great stuff there. On the website, you'll see you'll get uh, free educational videos. You can sign up for our artist grant for the chance to receive two thousand dollars. Can buy affordable original and contemporary art through our partnership with Sugar Press. And you can become a supporter through Patreon if you want. So be sure to check out our website today for all the good, healthy stuff we got for you. Okay, party people, we got a special show for you today. I am super stoked about this one. The one and only Man One is coming back. Yes, my partner in crime has returned from the wilderness. As you guys know, he's been on assignment. As I've said, you know, the first 50 episodes of the podcast, we were in deep. And, uh, you know, had so much fun chopping it up. And then life sort of took us on separate paths. He's been MIA and I've been lonely waiting for the prodigal son to return. (laughs) And he's back. In fact, he's back today. And in fact, he's back in force. And we've decided to go ahead and just launch a whole new segment that will just be him and I chopping it up like we love to do. It's going to be fun. Not sure how useful or value added it will be for you, but I know for us, it will be fun. So um, hopefully you'll enjoy and uh, be entertained as we mix it up, chop it up and have some fun. Sure. Sometimes we'll get serious. We'll probably solve a problem here and there from time to time if we get lucky. But the general purpose of our new segment with man and I is to have fun and, and talk about contemporary art and culture, pop culture, and any number of other issues societal political economic who who knows where this thing's gonna go but we're very excited about this new segment with man and i coming back together in fact we're so excited 
that we've rebranded it. In fact, we're, we're, we're calling it something entirely different. We love the name. We're calling our new segment Gringo and the Man. Can you guess who the gringo is? <laughs> yeah, you heard it right. Gringo and the Man. Man One and I coming together to chop it up like we do. You're going to hear the first new segment today. Today's episode is launching Gringo and the Man. Man One and I's new segment of just he and I chopping it up like we do. And you know what? It, it's, it's messy. It's not slick. We, we wanted to go back to our roots when we didn't really know anything. Of course, we still we, we even know less now. But back in those days, we just got into it for the fun. And we had a lot of fun. And we just kind of wanted to get back to our roots of him and I just cutting it up like we do and uh, letting you guys play fly on the wall and uh, see if you can make sense of it. Maybe you can maybe you can help us understand what we're talking about because I, I, I know we don't. So anyway, can't wait to introduce this new segment to you guys today. Gringo and the man. And be sure to use our hotline. And call us and tell us what you think. Uh, 833-668-7325. This is the Not Real Art Hotline. This is a great way for you guys to communicate with us. Leave us messages. Tell us what's on your mind. Tell us what you're thinking. Tell us what uh, is keeping you up at night. And, and give us feedback. Tell us what we're doing. What we're doing right. What we're doing wrong. What, we, what we're doing. What we could do better. What you like, what you what you hate, you know, we want all that feedback. So use the Not Real Art Hotline, 833-668-7325 to leave us messages. Also want to give you guys heads up. Pay attention. In October, we have a new segment coming out that we're very excited about to celebrate, of course, the Halloween season of of ghouls and ghosts and long leggedy beasties. We're launching a a new segment called Art World Horror Stories. So pay attention to that. We've got artists coming and sharing their real-life scary stories of trials and tribulations and near-death experiences in the art world. So pay attention in October for our Art World Horror Stories segment. I think it's going to be fun and interesting and lightning. And by the way, sad and tragic because people may or may not die in this this, uh, this, uh, art world that we all love to hate or hate to love. So, yeah, pay attention to our role horror stories coming in October. Also, have you checked out our new music podcast, the Conduit Music Podcast with L.A. music impresario Dan Ubik, you know, our studio crew, West Studio, which produces the Not Real Art podcast and Gringo and the Man and other things that we're doing. We've developed the Conduit Music Podcast with Dan Ubik. You can subscribe and follow at theconduitmusicpodcast.com. And be sure to do it. All six episodes are there. We just dropped six amazing guests. DJ Newmark, Booty Brown from the far side and Gorillas, Fits in the Tantrum, Cy Smith. Who am I missing? Uh, Peanut Butter Wolf. On and on. I mean, great guests. Uh, and Dan Ubik did an incredible job. So if you're a music fan, a music lover, and or in the business, uh, maybe an aspiring performer, musician, producer, record, uh, recording engineer, what have you, be sure to listen to the Conduit Music Podcast. Because I know you're going to learn a lot. You can follow and learn more at the Conduit Music Podcast.com. And again, call us on the hotline and tell us what you think. 833-668-7325. Now, for today's main event, enough about me. Let's get into this with the one and only Man One and our new segment, Gringo and the Man. Let's go.
What up, man? What up, gringo? <laughs> Just call me gringo. Yeah. I'm a gringo. I gringo and the man. It's actually gringo. Ah, see, this is why I'm a gringo, because my accent is horrible. It is un pitching gringo. <laughs> see, we're gonna this is gonna turn into Spanish lessons for the white boy. Yeah, it might turn into that. You know? By the way, it should turn into that. I live in Los Angeles. You know how useful that would be? <laughs> Los Angeles. Los Angeles. See, see, I can't I mean <laughs> I'm so I'm so I'm we're, so we're doing Spanish Anglo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> Irish. Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and it's worse. I'm not even just Irish. Like like I'm a mix. Like it's not even like I'm a purebred. I'm a mutt. Right. I mean, you're a purebred, man. I mean, you you know, you you got any of this mixed up shit going on. You're pure Mexican, baby. Oh no, dude. No, you don't know. No. Oh shit. Oh wait, no, no. You got some Italian shit going on, don't My you? Fucking last name's Italian. My surname. Uh, Poli. Yeah. Although I don't, I mean, you know, like, I don't know if that's too much information for the general public. But. Yeah, they can't handle it. They can't know but too see, much about the man. you have the two man. sexiest, see, you have the two sexiest mix. You have the Mexican Mexican mix and the Italian mix. I mean. Wait, you missed one. No wonder you're, you're the man. You missed one. Oh, my, you got he, a third in there too? My dad is Mexican. Okay, school me. Let me school you. So my okay. dad is Mexican, right? He was born in Chihuahua, Mexico. My grandfather, his father, was from Spain. So he's Espanol from Asturias. Ah, uh, yes. My great-grandfather yes. is from Italy. So check that out. That's that's like all the romantic languages all ro- rolled up into one. <laughs> that's why I'm the man. Dude, I want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't heard those words in uh, Why decades. am I turned on? I have... <laughs> <laughs> shit i just i just got i just got charmed right now like i don't even know like you're just like i got all the the lover shit right here yeah so you're you, i think you're man like, <laughs> i got i got none of that you got none of that i got that, irish i got german <laughs> that's that's good there's nothing wrong with the the irish or the germans well, now there's nothing wrong with them, anyways. No. It ain't Italian. It ain't Spanish. It ain't Mexican. No, I know. It's okay. It's okay. As long as you have friends that are. Is Mexican. there hope for me? Is yeah. there hope for the gringo? Is there hope for the gringo? There's always hope. There's always hope. <laughs> I just, you know, it'd make me sad if I thought that I was destined to. El Gringo, <laughs> with with no with that 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 exotic, yeah, you got that exotic shit going on, man. I'm jealous. I, I'm just I'm just jealous. I, I, I there's no other way to put it. Yeah. Well, you know, gringos come in many shapes and shapes and uh, sizes, not colors, but shapes and sizes. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all white. That's, don't get that wrong. Don't get it twisted. Well. Uh, yeah, so so as I as I was thinking, you know, it's like now that we're like <laughs> launching this new, well, relaunching what we started under this new, what do we want to call this? This new mission of Gringo and the Man, because this is a mission. This isn't a, this isn't a, a you know, we're we're on a mission, Gringo yeah. and the Man, right? Just, you know, but I was as I was thinking about like if we ever were like would do like a fun photo shoot or something, like I would totally dress up just like your quintessential gringo tourist of mexico 
<laughs> the fucking sombrero with the big margarita. Right. Wearing the Raiders uh, jersey or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> when you think of the t- the eight the typical gringo, yeah, in Mexico, like yeah. what do you what do you picture? Like what what is that what is that dude wearing? It's usually the the white guy in the tank top in the beach shorts with the sandals and the margaritas hanging out by the the pool bar trying to talk to the senoritas <laughs> <laughs> you know the gringo the gringo always thinks he has three or four cool words in there that he could use you know he knows <laughs> he knows like he knows like senorita and he knows like what else does he know cerveza Cerve- <laughs> yeah cerveza <laughs> awa yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know taco is he and 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 is is the out of every ten gringos that you see, how many of those ten are sunburned? Oh, one hundred percent. It's a must. It's a must. They don't. They're not going to Mexico for the snow, bro. They're going for the, the suntanima. That's right. That's right. With no UV protection. No, no. They don't. They don't need because maybe they won't burn this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their yeah, nose is going to peel. oh man but uh but you know mexican mexican people they love the gringos it's a term of affection when people call call them gringos so you know you should be proud that you're a gringo so don't well i'll tell you what i'm proud to be the gringo on gringo and the man i mean because this is some this is some i've been looking forward to this shit right here i've missed the fuck out of you Oh. This last year and a half, man, we just been, you know, dividing yeah. and conquering, doing what we got to do, whatever. And it's just like, man, when are we going to get back on the mic? I know, I know. We kept thinking, you know, next month, and we'll we'll catch up. And you know, one month turned into two, and two months turned into a year. <laughs> so, but that's what I love about us, though, because it's like you and I just—it's like good dancing partners or whatever. It's like we're lockstep. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, no, no, it's no pressure. You know, like it'll it'll happen. Right. You know, it's like the timing, the shit will the shit will unfold as it must, and you know, we'll we'll get back on the mic when we must and all that good stuff. And then all right. of a sudden here we are, Gringo and the Man. It was bound to happen. We had all kinds of stuff going on last year and all the craziness and everything and it it was gonna take Why, us- what happened? <laughs> Yeah, I just woke up. What happened? What are you talking? What is, what is this craziness that you're talking about? <laughs> Smoking like a true gringo, and um, <laughs> exactly right. Um, exactly. So it, it was going to take something special to uh, bring this all back out, and this is it, man. Gringo and the man that's bringing this back out, dude. How many people? I mean, because we're of a certain age, and I mean, obviously, we 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 appreciate the name Gringo and the Man because we actually have that sort of like historic context. Right. Right. Of right. like what it what it's kind of inspired by or whatever. Like like to what extent do you think the average Joe or Jane on the street get the joke? <laughs> I don't know. No one's gonna get it. <laughs> Probably. No <laughs> one's gonna get it. They're gonna be like, wow, that's original. Gringo on the man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. well what is original yeah. is is the man is a Mexican guy. So, 
the man is the fucking Mexican guy. So we're flipping it on them. Well, we're flipping it on them. We're, we're absolutely flipping it. You know, I mean, but it's it's I mean, it's it's you know, it's it's uh, nothing new to us. I mean, we we've we've known this shit's been whack for a long time, but you know, now we're just fucking calling it out. Oh man, it would be funny if I was the gringo. That would be more hilarious. Should we really? <laughs> I I mean, perhaps it would be you know, it would be unexpected. It'd right? be unexpected. Yeah. The unexpected. I yeah. just, you know, for so I just don't know that we can pull that off. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you're the, you're the man. You are the fucking man. You are man one. Like you have to be the man. <laughs> hey, you know, I keep it. I kept it simple ever from the, you know, since we started, since, since I started, <laughs> I figured, you know, what's the easiest name someone could remember? So, man, <laughs> it's about as basic <laughs> as I could get. <laughs> so. That's and that's what I love, you know. People have been calling me the man ever since I was uh, seventeen years old. You know, I jump on a bus. Right. People be like, "Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? What up? What up?" You know, people always call me, "Hey, what's up, man?" People think it was by accident, but it was actually by design. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you create your fate, my friend. <laughs> you don't. You don't just take what's handed to you. Yeah. No. No. That's. That's some of the lessons that we're going to teach on this podcast is how to take it upon yourself and fuck shit up. <laughs> Tell you what, if if we don't fuck shit up, if they don't fuck shit up, I mean, how is shit going to get fucked up? It, it, shit doesn't get fucked up all on its own. Like, someone's got to fuck it up. It, you got to accept responsibility for fucking shit up. That's right. That's right. You know? Yeah. Serious business. Yeah. And you got to be proud of it. Well, because nine times out of 10, when you fuck shit up, you know, it, it actually improves. It improves the shit. <laughs> How much stuff out there is just, you know, like right. all fucked up. You're all, you know, it's like under normal circumstances, you mm -hmm. know, and, and yet it's all it's it's fucked up. It's not working right. So we got to go out and just hack right. called hacking. On one level, you know, you could call it fucking innovation. Yeah, you know, you know, no, it's fucking shit up. Let's go fuck shit up. Come on, yeah. Gringo and the Man. That's right. Make it happen. Right. I don't know. I f I feel like Gringo and the Man is a title. Like I was I I was so I was so happy when you laughed. Like when I told you about it, you just <laughs> laughed. I was like, he's either gonna love this or hate this. Like yeah. there's no yeah, there's no middle ground. Right. Right. Well, I I told you I loved it. I told my mom she loved it. <laughs> <laughs> if my mom loves it, then I think that's that's a go. We got to do it. We got to. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, shout out to mom. Yeah. So you know, because if yeah, anyone man. recognizes a gringo, it's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but part of the problem is all of us gringos look alike. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah it's hard to it's hard to pick out which which gringo was it right, right. i don't know he's he's white about six one right right 200 pounds <laughs> yeah but you know gringos have a lot in common though too that's the thing like i told you have a lot in common yeah because like i told you that and i had this conversation with another friend of mine who works with a gallerist who's also white and a white we just, gallerist and a white cube gallery <laughs> and and he's latino 
And we were just talking about how funny it is that, like, I'll tell somebody, like, oh, yeah, you know, me and my partner, we're, we're doing this, whatever. You know, talking about you, about the gringo. And then uh, my dad will say, who who's he talking about? And then my mom will say, his agent, you know, his agent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mom, he's not my agent. He's my partner. Well, yeah, this is your agent. He's the guy that represents you. <laughs> mom, no, we're partners. <laughs> and so this other artist that I was talking to said the same thing that, that he tells his family, you know, oh, we're doing this or whatever. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, that's the guy that. That sells your work. He's your your boss. <laughs> like no, he's <laughs> he's my partner. So so in Latino families, when you partner up with a gringo, mm. the gringo's in charge. It's not. No. It's, you're, you're never a partner. It's it. <laughs> you're never a partner. I'm the you're, boss. Uh, you know, apparently, I should be the man. Yeah, yeah. You should be gringo, and I should be the man. You're right. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. You should be, but we're taking it away. We're taking the power. We're taking away. it away. We're taking we're the power away from absolutely. the man. Absolutely. And fuck yeah, and giving it back to fuck the man. Yeah. We 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 totally mishandled it. <laughs> like, you know. We don't we don't deserve it anymore. Yeah, we fucked that shit up. You know, but I think every successful Latino entrepreneur has a gringo in his corner. <laughs> well, it kind of reminds me of that Family Guy episode where the, the dad shit. What's his fucking name? Peter. Oh, okay, yeah. When Peter wants his Jew. I don't watch that show, by the way. That's a gringo. Oh, show. yeah. That's a gringo There's this show. episode. There's this episode where Peter just, he, he, he's absolutely, he's like, he realizes, like, I need a Jew. Like, <laughs> he needed, like, a, he was in legal trouble yeah, or yeah. financial trouble or right, something. Right. And he's like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to, how am I going to, I need to find my Jew. I need to find a Jew. <laughs> And then, and then in the episode, this Jew appears, you know, right. and, and he's like, I found my Jew. Yeah, and then, then they lived happily so, ever after. So you're saying that, that I'm your gringo. You're my gringo. <laughs> you're my gringo. All right. The Beatles, well, tell the, you what. The, the Beatles had their Ringo and now I have my gringo. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, I wouldn't be a gringo for anyone else but you because we, we go back. Yeah. We go back. Yeah. Oh, and you have, you know, the, the hard part is selecting the right gringo. That's the hard part. Because I've had other gringos oh, in my life. Yeah. And, mm. and they, 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 don't, they don't have, they don't have. <laughs> so far, the, I'm the, so, so far, I'm the, the, the best of the worst. <laughs> You're the surviving gringo in my life. <laughs> Last gringo standing. <laughs> I think so. Should we start a tradition like with gringo and the man? Should we? Like have a little gimmick where we start every episode with like a shot of tequila or something. <laughs> oh, I heard. Yeah, I heard. I heard. A drunk podcasts are the best. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's it's a shtick that's clearly being done, but I don't necessarily, yeah, you know, want us to to get to get hammered. Although I'm open to it, <laughs> but the idea that you know we'd have the ceremonial. Shot, or maybe we have shot like it's a game, right? It's like every time somebody says the word gringo, we have to take a shot or something. I think what's going to happen here is that you're going to act out all the natural gringoness things. And so I'm here as the man to put you in check every time your gringoness like flares you're up. Cool hand Luke. You you're know? cool hand Luke in this, in this, uh, you're the voice of reason. You know, you, your heart rate never goes above 68 <laughs> beats per minute. 
You're the assassin. You're the ninja. <laughs> it's like gringo. Not to mix cultural metaphors, but right. You know. Gringo, put that tequila down. <laughs> <laughs> One tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. <laughs> That's what we should do. We should come up with all the gringo lines that exist out there. Because oh, I'm sure what? I'm sure as you travel across Mexico, especially in all the resort towns, you're gonna see them mm. on every freaking t shirt. <laughs> you know? Okay, so I'm Googling right now. Let's see, gringo sangs. Let's see what we <laughs> you know. It says okay, so apparently there's like a whole a bunch of t shirts that have come up, like t shirt designs or whatever. Oh, I'm sure there are. One of them, the first one is Relax, gringo. I'm legal. <laughs> oh, shit. That sucks. That's not a good one. <laughs> there's like, there's like t-shirts. There's like even a face mask that says, oh, uh, relax, gringo. I'm legal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I wasn't doubting your legal status for the record. Gringo mistakes. What is this? Gringo mistakes in Spanish. Oh, this is like a YouTube video or something. I don't know. You're right. We got to We got to do a little research. Find out like those like quintessential ridiculous gringo. It, it should be like the, the gringo saying of the day or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, it'd be kind of fun to like go around into various you know cantinas in Mexico and like ask the bartenders. So, right. <laughs> so like, what's the dumbest thing a gringo's ever said? Oh, dude, <laughs> that that'll be an entire show right there. Well, if you think of the names of most of these bars, if you go to Puerto Vallarta, if you go to Mazatlan, if you go to Cancun, you know, there's all these names of bars and they're obviously, the names of these bars are obviously to attract the gringo, you know? Oh, yeah. Senor Frogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they want you to go, right? All these places, they just, they scream out, gringo, please come in, you know? So Yeah. But, you know, one of the funnest things is when, you, when you're like, I remember the first time that I was in, not the first time, but I guess the first time I went to party in Mexico, I guess you could say, because, you know, mm -hmm. obviously growing up, we went with my family a lot and we traveled different parts of Mexico and visited stuff and whatever. But when you go, when you go on your own with your friends, like I did as a graduating senior, because you're from Chicago, so it's a different thing out there. So here in L.A., when you graduate, you know, from high school or something like that, or you do a spring break, you know, you go to Mexico, right? It's just right, right. This is a right. few hours away. Right there. It's right there. Yeah. So I remember um, when we graduated high school, we did a trip to Mazatlan, my entire senior class. And uh -huh. I went to a mostly gringo high school. It was like 85% white. No wonder you're so comfortable with me. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I, <laughs> I you know, yeah, I, 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 I took four years of gringo high school. So I'm well versed in the gringo. You're very much assimilated in the uh, gringo ness yeah. of the world. <laughs> and so it was just funny being down in Mexico with all these guys. And of course, all they want to do is just get fucking plastered and shots. Yeah, it's crazy. But, <laughs> But the funny thing is the the locals, watching the locals receive the gringos, it's awesome. Because they know that the gringos are coming over with money. And how can we get these guys money? 
you know, not in an illegal way. You don't want to, you know, they're not going to rob you or stuff like that. But they're like, how do we get this gringo to buy stuff at my shop instead of the right. other shop? Or how do we get this gringo to jump in my taxi instead of the other taxi? It's really funny watching watching the locals figure out the ways to the ways to attract the gringo. And then when it doesn't work out and they get upset at the gringo, then they have ways of retaliating against the gringo without the gringo knowing, which is even funnier. <laughs> so Do tell. So for example, I remember walking into this bar and when these, you know, righteous white boys were getting <laughs> obnoxious the taxi drivers would be sitting outside just kind of waiting for people to leave the bar or whatever. And when they would see a group of these like knuckleheads, they'd get these big, the big vessels and they'd heat them up with the, with the lighter. And then they'd throw <laughs> them on the ground in front of them. And every single time, as soon as the pestle hit the ground, these dudes would fight to get the pestle, grab it and burn <laughs> their fucking hands. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time, it never failed, you know. And like, you didn't see any Mexicans jumping for that fucking pestle, you know. But you see <laughs> these fucking gringos jumping right all, you know. And they go, "Oh fuck, burn my hand!" It was just, it was hilarious. But there was all kinds of little shenanigans. Let that like, be a lesson, people. G- yeah. Greed, greed will burn you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no greed with. <laughs> You can't say greed without gringo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You, there, there is no greed gringo without a G. <laughs> without a gree, there's no greed or gringo. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just fun. yeah. And that's that though. But that's that's the hustle, right? That's the hustle in some yeah. of these tourist towns, border towns, whatever. You know. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Uh, but they love the tourists. They love. They want them down there. You know. They don't. They're not trying yeah. to scare them off or or whatever. You know. They want them there because they know that that's that's their bread and butter. Uh, when I think, you know, of course, the story makes me think of the times I've been in Mexico and 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 I mean, really, any time I've ever traveled, you know, to another country or whatever where I don't speak the language. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I'm not a big fan. We're Gen Xers, right? We're, we come from a certain era. And I think it's safe to say that both of you, you know, you and I are similar in that we might think twice about having technology embedded into our body. I mean, you know, if you're a Gen Z or, you know, whatever, you probably are all, you can't wait to become a robot. You know what I mean? But for me, I think twice about having, you know, this, this technology put in my body, Mm -hmm. but the one technology that I wish I could put in my body. Yeah. I wish it existed. Just like a like a microchip or something, just like right behind my ear. Yeah. That would allow me to, upon hearing a foreign language, yeah. to be able to, in real time, understand what was being said and then be able to know how to respond in that language. Because, oh, yeah. Like, that's it, man. If right. you speak the language, mm-hmm. you're in. Right. Like, like it's, I'm mean, assuming you're not an asshole. I mean, sure, you yeah. can say something in the language and piss people off. But I'm just saying, like, that's for me, it's all about knowing the language. And of course, I barely speak English well, <laughs> right. let alone Spanish <laughs> you or, need a chip or whatever. For <laughs> but I need, a, I need a chip for English 100%. By the there. way, I got to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, but it's so key because it's just like, yeah. that's it. That's everything, right? It's right. like when you can communicate. Well, it's so true. You know, 
not to get all deep and stuff, but you heard about in the Olympics what happened to that one. I think she was a gymnast or something. She was from um, what's one of those countries that's messed up over there <laughs> near near Russia. <laughs> Take your pick. Uh, I can't remember Ukraine. Uh, it wasn't. Was it Ukraine? No, uh, like uh, Bulgaria, Belarus, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. It, oh. It, it, oh. It was some country. I don't remember. But anyways, the girl, you know, she was, they told her to go home. Like, they didn't like her speaking up against, I think she was saying something about the government or something. So they told her to get on a plane back home. And while she was in the airport, she she Googled, she she Google translated, I need help into Japanese. Mm -hmm. And, Mm And a policeman approached her. And Bel- was it Belarus? Belarus, I think. Maybe. Yeah, that sounds kind of oh, right. Okay. Okay. Maybe that sounds right. Okay. But let's just go with Belarus. Let's just go with that one. Sounds good. So, anyways. So yeah. She- <laughs> but so, the, the, so the she translates, is- I need help into, into Japanese. Yeah. And, and right before she boards the plane, and the policeman grabs her, takes her in to like ask her more questions, and then finds out that, you know, basically like, um, her her grandmother had alerted her not to come back home because they were going to take her away somewhere, right? And so um, she ended up getting on the, on the first plane to Poland or something. She went somewhere else and basically saved her life. So Google Translate saved her life is the bottom line. Crazy. Wow, that's deep. If you have that in real time. You went, you, you went deep on us, man. Like, why... <laughs> That's what you do when you're the man. You said, you I'm go. not to go deep, but, and then you tell this deep story. <laughs> now I'm all fucked up. Well, I'm, you know, it's, uh, I just deleted Google translate from my phone. <laughs> now I got to reinstall it. Reinstall it. <laughs> or, or, or don't travel Jesus. or just don't travel. <laughs> Why would I want to leave this amazing country? Yeah. I mean, America, bitch. Yeah. Although you might need the Google translate if you head over to the South somewhere. <laughs> it's hard to Speak understand those people it's hard to understand those people over there but i would love to you know i i i speak two languages i wish i spoke three or four now you're just rubbing it in one of the yeah. one of the one of the beautiful things when you travel in europe is you find out how most people in many countries are trilingual they know their language they know english yep. Because they have to, they have to learn it, and then they usually yep. know one or two languages, depending on how close to the border they are to another country. Right. So yeah, it's rad. You know, it's like imagine you know German, French, English, and some Spanish. You know, like that's not that's very common, but it's like you know, speak English, bitch. You're in America. That's what they want you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they want you to say here. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah. It's crazy. My secret to traveling abroad, not knowing English. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if I knew English, I'd probably get along pretty well. But for those countries where not only I don't know English, but I don't know their, their native tongue. Right. You know, my secret weapon has, you know, over the years has been my beautiful smile. Like, you know, it is amazing <laughs> how a smile can get you into and out of trouble. <laughs> In, in 40 languages. Yeah. It, it, it is amazing because if you, depending on how you, 
you know, walk around, hold yourself, carry yourself, the kind of energy you put out, like that's the kind of energy you get back. And so many people, you know, Americans in particular, walk around with fucking attitude, whatever, in a gut. Do Do you really want me to break it break it down to you right now? <laughs> Burst your bubbles, dude. I'm sitting. I'm. You know what? Let me hold on. I'm sitting down. Okay, break it down. All, all these. I'm sitting here, down, so break it down. All, all these years of you traveling, thinking it was your smile. It was your. It was. <laughs> it was your gringo privilege. It was my white privilege. Your gringo, my privilege. gringo privilege. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to admit it. But since you brought it up, yeah, it's yeah. true. My my gringo privilege. But I, I like the sound of gringo privilege. It almost it seems like something you'd want, right? Yeah. Gringo privilege. Something you could aspire to. Gringo privilege. Gringo privilege. Gringo privilege. It it just sounds kind of fun. Like who doesn't want gringo privilege? Right. Is that a card game? Yeah. Is that a board game? Gringo Privilege? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. White Privilege. That 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 sounds like Ooh, that's that's offensive. That that sounds like <laughs> that's rude. Yeah. That's that's well. That's just I don't know. I just got a sharp pain in my ass when I say that. Yeah. Like, then you, know, you say Gringo hey. Privilege sounds like it makes me want to dance or something. Yeah. Like like you earned that shit. White Privilege. I, I tell you what, I'll be your Gringo. <laughs> I will be your Gringo. <laughs> For the rest of your life, or my life, see white, whatever white, croaks first. White privilege you're just born with, gringo privilege you earn, baby. You ah oh, <laughs> oh, that's it. See, see, you just you. By the way, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> that's why you're the man because you know the fucking truth. I fucking earned this shit, bitch. And you and you and you told me you're like Scott, yeah, aka sourdough. You've now earned a new moniker, right? You have earned gringo privilege. That's you. That's here we are. GP baby, gringo and the man. <laughs> this is a gringoprivilege.com. I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, yeah, buy it right now. <laughs> buy it right now. We're just learning every day, sharing the wealth. I, I, I hope I'm truth. learning every day. I'll tell you what, trying to trying to trying to speak the truth, trying to bring the truth. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like you know, everybody's talking about you know, no such thing as truth. I'm like, oh yeah, there's truth. What? No, there's a lot of truth. We just gotta we just gotta find it. Well, I feel like with my new newfound gringo privilege, I might just get there. Well, you get there quicker for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Why am I hungry for a taco? <laughs> suddenly I suddenly I'm craving a taco. Maybe I gotta have a two little, tacos, please. Maybe I gotta have a, a little bell here or something. And so every time your gringoness like shows up or flares up flares up, there you go. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I, I I can't quite get it. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> yeah, but so you should hit the bell every time my gringo privilege uh, <laughs> flares up. Flares up. Yeah, you know, you know who got me this bell? You probably don't. I Did I ever no tell idea. you this story? I have no idea. Bill Kiefer. Oh, really? Shout out, Bill Kiefer. That's right. He bought this for me in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. As a going away present when I was moving from Chicago to L.A. Nice. 
And when I was moving to LA, I was moving out here in part to open a new office for the design agency that I was working for at the time, new studio, yeah. the LA studio. Right. And he bought me this bell because he said, every time I close a sale, I should hit the bell. Sold. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> and I've had this since 2001. So it's 20 years old. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nice gift, right? Yeah, that's 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 a that's a 100% gringo gift if I ever heard of one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. you know, it's the things that, you know, it's, it's funny what what we say, what we keep, what 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 we become sentimental about. Do you consider yourself a sentimental person? I don't know. Let's see. Cuz my gut wants to say yes, but I think I'm not. <laughs> Pract- practically, you would say no. Yeah, but it, I don't know, it depends because like, what do you mean? Like, for example, you know, I'm a, I, I love collecting stuff, right? Toys and um, art and things like that. But does that make me sentimental? I don't know. Well, I guess part of the reason it's, it's part of, I guess it's about an intent, right? Like if you're collecting art or art toys or, you know, some limited edition or one of a kind or something like that. I mean, there's a some, some, some sort of economic intent, maybe beyond just the the joy that that artwork gives you. Right. So assuming there's some joy right in owning it and having it and looking at it, hopefully there's some economic uh, benefit, maybe in owning a limited edition or one of a kind or something. But I think when it comes to being sentimental, you might you know, hang on to that concert ticket stub that you took your now wife, then girlfriend on, you know, Mm -hmm. where she kissed you for the first time or something. Right. Like saving that concert ticket would be sentimental. Do you you have that concert ticket, man? No, but my wife calls that hoarding. (laughs) So your wife wouldn't even let you be sentimental. She's like, no, fuck that. That's hoarding. (laughs) There's a fine line between collecting and hoarding. Yeah, that's true, though. It's true. And, um, no, but I do, I have like, like I keep all my lanyards. Well, I started to keep all my lanyards at a certain point after Mm -hmm. going to so many conferences and events and all this kind of stuff. And so now I put those, I have a little frame where I dropped them in there, just, you know, mementos. I could look back like, oh, that's right. I remember going there. So I do some stuff like that, but you know, like collecting toys that comes directly from me being a kid collecting Star Wars toys, you know? Yeah. When I was a kid. And um, at the time, I had a huge, you know, collection. They all got broken, stolen, lost, whatever, over the years. And so finally, as an adult, I was like, oh, you know what? I really enjoyed doing that. Let me start over, you know? So even though I don't really collect Star Wars toys, I have some, but it's really more about collecting other types of toys and things like that. But it's that same feeling of like when I look at my toy collection or whatever, it takes me back to when I was a kid and collecting the stuff that I loved. So to me, that's sentimental. I'm just so happy for your kids because, you know, when you croak, they're going to be able to inherit (laughs) all those toys. Uh, I mean, they're going to love it. I mean, with what they're getting when you croak. Oh yeah. 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 It's the opposite. It's like, uh, one man's treasures are your kids' junk. <laughs> That's what I think it is. Because yeah, my 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 kids look at my stuff and they're like, 
Oh my god, Dad, you have so much junk. What are we gonna do with all this crap when you die? <laughs> they literally you're like, uh, you're taking it to the auction and you're selling it and you're making a ton of money. That's what you're fucking doing, dumbass. <laughs> Jesus, I'm telling you. Yeah, but that's right, right? Because I mean, you know, because that's the thing, right? You can be sentimental, you can collect all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But you know, when you croak and no one understands what they're looking at, right? It's just going to end up in the fucking bin. That's right. The with, dumpster with, in the back with without a fucking thought in their head, it's going to go right to the fucking trash can. All that tells me is I need to really start writing down why I need to have this shit in my life, <laughs> why it's important. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you'll get right on that tomorrow. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it right now. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I'm sure you're going to have that done by by January 2022. Oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, I just posted that I needed trying to hire some people to help me in my studio. Right. The first thing I, you know, I, I put different things that I'm looking for. One of them was attention to detail. Right. That's one of the things I'm looking for. And then I, at the last line, I say, please email me if you're interested. And then I put my email address. Right? No one is emailing me. Everyone's sending me DMs. They're commenting on the post. They're asking me questions on social media. <laughs> I'm not replying to any of those motherfuckers because they failed test number one right out the bat they failed test number one this is by the way this is genius i love how you handled this this is so great you're right you fucking gave them a test and they are failing miserably and you're right you absolutely should not respond but what you should individually you should not respond what you should do though yeah. is you should post a video explaining to these fuckers <laughs> that they failed the test right right yeah i'm serious yeah no, i I, that's a good, I will right yeah yeah. yeah, it's like you know. I, I thanks for all the responses. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> if I if I if I hired you, I'd have to fire you because right. none of you followed the instructions right. properly. Right. Jesus. So my follow up post because I I haven't hired anyone yet because no one's no one's contacting me yet. <laughs> the right way. The right way. So in the meantime, I followed up with a post and I said something like, uh, "What the hell did I put?" Actually, let me read it because. I thought it was, it's, it's, it's encrypted and how do you say it? I just said, if you can't pass a simple test, why would I want to work with you on things that affect my entire existence? <laughs> <laughs> I just posted that. And so, Hashtag go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, I wonder if the people who are responding to me see the correlation between the two posts they probably don't i'm afraid they don't i i'm really I'm afraid, afraid they, they don't. don't and that's and that's why we're fucked in the future <laughs> these kids are not paying attention that, see see that that's what i love about our new gringo and the man yeah platform that we're creating here you know why right because we're gen xers yeah right <laughs> we're cut from a cloth that these fucking Fucking youngins don't have a fucking clue. Right. Yeah. It's true. Of like the struggle and the reality of of of, of how tough life is. And you got to fucking, you know, you got to you got to pay attention, man. You got to fucking qu <laughs> quit your crying. Right. 
and get in the game. You know? Right. Oh, no, hold, hold, hold on. I got, I'm going to post a selfie. Hold on. <laughs> don't eat your food yet. I need to take a picture of, of that taco. Yeah, man. I don't know. That's uh, it's a good help's hard to find. It, it is. is. It is. And I and I don't know how to find it because obviously social media is not working for me right now. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to put it out there to a couple. So what are, what are these jobs? What are, what are the, what are the, so assuming yeah. <laughs> that, that tomorrow somebody was uh, a miracle happened right. and somebody came along that actually read and followed the instructions and emailed you and you found this person to be highly qualified. Right. What kinds of work are you going to have this imaginary person do? <laughs> what jobs you got? Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's pretty simple stuff. It's not it's not difficult stuff. But it is things that I prefer someone who's creative, who can work on their own, who's motivated and who just has some kind of sense of, you know, just common sense, which is really hard to find nowadays. Because it's like, for example, very little of it is going to be creating art or prepping art. Very little of it will be that. Most people think, oh, I'm in an artist studio, so I'm going to be doing a lot of art. And I even put on the post, I'm not looking for artists or art experiences, not necessary. Because it's not. Cause <laughs> yeah. P- AKA, you know, I'm the artist, yeah, asshole. I'm the artist. <laughs> I don't need you. I'm the artist. I need an assistant. It's like, Organizing my stuff, organizing my paints, organizing my tools, keeping the shop looking good. But one thing I really appreciate is when, and I've had a lot of interns, I've had a lot of, you know, part-time people working for me over the years. And the people that really get it and that I really like having around are the ones who come up with things that I wasn't thinking of to organize like photos or to figure out a system for my prints or uh, just a way, an easier way to do something that I'm doing every day at the studio. That's what I like when people like come to me with these kind of ideas. They're simple things. They're not, like I said, they're not difficult things or tasks, but they're very crucial to running a studio because the more organized I can be, the easier it is for me to, to work on what I got to work on. Obviously I'd love someone who's, freaking tech savvy and who could help me run things on social media or help me, you know, run stuff online. But I have a couple other people that are, that are helping me on that right now, which is good. Yeah. So it's, it's just like day to day stuff at the studio that, that people kind of take for granted or don't understand or, you know, cause like as an artist, if I'm working on a project, like that's all I'm working on. And I'll have all my paints and materials and tools, and that's all I'm focused on. But then I may jump from that project to a mural somewhere in the city, or I might need to travel for a week, or I may need to design something on the computer for the next few days. And in the meantime, this assistant has to put my shop back together so that when I start the next gig, you know, I know where everything's at and... And it's kind of like a fresh start. Otherwise, everything just builds and builds and builds. And then I end up walking into this chaotic studio where everything's a mess and it's hard to to get things done, you know. So it's not rocket science, but it does take, you know, 
a little bit. It's, I'm looking for someone who's who's I guess more of a uh, or organizational person than than an artist, you know. And I've had artists work for me in the past, and generally they do not work out because <laughs> they show up and they're like, "Oh, when do I get to paint? Oh, when do I get to mix the colors? Oh, when do I get to X, Y, and Z?" Right? They they think that they're gonna do the the painting for some reason, and I'm like, "Nope, I don't need that," you know. And when I do need that kind of help. It's like I'm on a big wall and I need assistance to like buff the wall and maybe just lay in some some big colors or whatever on the wall. But then I take I take all the detail and I handle all that. You know, I don't I'm not going to let these guys do the detail <laughs> I have to clean this shit up. So it's trying to make me, you know, more efficient, not slow me down. So it's a fun little exercise. The beauties of running the art. I'm a horrible delegator. It's like. Like, I know that there's plenty of shit that I could offload on somebody. Right. But the idea of t- going through what you're going through, right. you know what I mean? Like, finding the right person and then, you know, then training that yeah, person trainer, and right. getting, you know, it's like, yeah. But, you know, I, I start thinking about this shit. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking do it myself. Yeah. Like, it's just faster. Yeah. You know? Well, that's but I- it's not really. Like, I mean, you have to ultimately I have to get, get to a point where I can find that intern or find that person that can do the like basic admin stuff. But I just, I guess I have trust issues. Like, well, no, it's true. And as an artist, I think you should have trust issues because at the end of the day, it's my name that I'm signing on that painting. Right. So it has to look the way I want it to look. And my wife always tells me I'm a micromanager and I am, I'm totally a micromanager because I'm an artist and I have a vision and my vision isn't for it to look like something like that. <laughs> my vision <laughs> my vision is to have it look exactly like that, you know? And so that's why I'm a micromanager. Because I see what is the what is the margin of error? <laughs> it's like within five yeah. percent of, of of the actual rendering. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, at least it looks something like what you were thinking of. And it's like, uh, <laughs> no, it needs to look exactly the way I imagined it. There's zero room for variance. Yeah. And so that's the that's kind of the catch twenty two on being an artist and trying to hire people and trying to, you know, like you said, delegate because I'm willing to delegate the things that don't have to be perfect or precise or things that I suck at, but the things that matter at the end of the day, I'm in charge of that. And I'm not gonna give that away to anyone else. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. I mean, do you know the phrase, the acronym VA, what VA stands for? What does that stand for? Okay. So you're, I'm about to drop some big knowledge here. Drop it, man. Go for it. The gringo is about to drop some. So VA mm-hmm. is an acronym that stands for virtual assistant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Virtual assistant. And apparently there's like all of these like amazing folks that you can hire that work in the Philippines that work, you know, wherever they are, mm-hmm. like overseas or whatever, or maybe even in the U S I don't know, but you can farm out to them. You can do like, you know, they'll do all kinds of stuff, you know, whether it's admin or online stuff or, you know, whether it's administrative or research or, you know, I don't know. It's like, it sounds awesome. Right. It sounds amazing. Like I've heard <laughs> so many, I know people that use them. They're like, Oh, 
My VA is awesome. Okay. You need to get your, you need to get a VA. My VA is great. Like you should. And it's like, it makes my head hurt thinking like, I got to train this person. I got to like a find this person, then train them and then trust them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then pay them. And then pay them. Although, you know, I guess in some places, like it's pretty affordable compared to American rates. I guess the Philippines is pretty affordable. But, right. you know, I mean, what I got to pay them in Bitcoin, like, I, you know, like Ethereum. Do, do, do they do they take NFTs? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I, I guess I, I yeah, I just I, I want to offload. I want to delegate. I do. I fantasize about it. I dream about it. It's like yeah. I dream about having an army of people that can be helping me with my shit. Yeah. But then I wake up and I realize like, no, I don't have it in me. No, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? You're gringo, dude. <laughs> I, I got to find other gringos, I guess. Well, no, 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 no. I, I can't. Like I just, apparently, you know, like maybe I, I, this overseas shit sounds interesting. My one buddy has this Philip, this, this VA in the Philippines okay. that he, I'm like, if you love her so much, go marry her. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like he, he, she's changed his life. Yeah. I need a VRVA. <laughs> VR virtual reality virtual assistant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put the goggles on, tell them what to do, and I'm going to watch them doing it. Make sure they're doing it. <laughs> and then and then they're going to be in my studio like virtually cleaning it. Yeah. And like moving the, the dust around. Yeah, painting the walls. And then I'm going to pay them. And then I'm going to take off the goggles yeah. and walk into my studio and it looks exactly the fucking same. <laughs> You're going to pay. I hope you pay them in virtual currency. Yeah. Oh, only in ETH. In ETH. Do you have crypto? No. Do you have any crypto? No. No. You're the green guy. That's another thing. That's another thing I, I can't figure out. Like, <laughs> hell, I can't even hire an assistant. How can I be trusted with crypto? <laughs> I did read a, a a very interesting little thing the other day. It was talking about how gaming is the first thing that's ever happened where it can exist 100% outside of our real like reality. Right? And so that people aren't prepping themselves enough for the future of what gaming is going to what's going to happen with gaming like there's going to be these two side-by-side realities there's like the real world that we all live in and then the gaming world and the people who are not into gaming will have zero idea that there's a gaming world and i think it's true i think it's happening because gaming has like there's music there's people there's vr there's crypto there's pretty soon there's going to be everything you need to survive, to live, to do anything in gaming. And you'll probably only have to leave gaming just to eat. But it was really interesting because it was like, I was like, shit, that's right. That's what's happening. It's like this an entire other world, parallel world, parallel universe that has been forming and is only going to get stronger once computers get smarter than they are now. Things get quicker. It's going to be insane. And it's like if, you, if you're if you not in that world, you're just not – I'm not a gamer. I have no idea. My kids are all the time gaming. I have no idea what they're doing. 
I have no way. I have no way of monitoring them. I have no way of, and not that I want to. They're already, you know, they're already in their twenties and shit. Like I don't care. But if I wanted to, like if I had a like you, like you, you have younger kids. There's gonna be absolutely no way to monitor. What I do. <laughs> let Let's just. Say, oh shit! I do. Let's just say. Let's just say you did. You're gonna have these kids that are living this whole existence. That there's no way to monitor what's going on with them or regulate it or understand it or interact with it except from within the gaming space. Crazy. No, because to me, all right, well, you think about fuck you. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Don't go ahead, asshole. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying like, because growing up back then, gaming for us was what? Fucking Atari and, and Space Invaders. Space Invaders and Frogger. Pac-Man. And then that turned into, you know, Nintendo and whatever else. Yeah. But it was always like a thing like the kids did in the room and that the parents always, you know, bugged us. Hey, get, go outside and, and ride a bike for a while. Get away from that TV, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and that was it. Yeah. But it's grown to this thing now where it's like a whole 360 environment now that they're in. That's a culture. And if you're not in that culture, you, you just don't get it. You don't get anything, any part of it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, I know it exists and I, you know, but when I hear these younger kids communicating about it, it tri it's trippy. It's kind of like, oh shit, you know, and it's, and it's only going to get more advanced and they're only going to get deeper and deeper into that. And it's just going to be a, a crazy world, you know, in a few years when they're fully immersed into it, the rest of the world won't be immersed in it and we'll be in the dark about what's going on in this fucking parallel universe. I'm are you done? done? I'm are you done. done now? Okay. Well, again, as I said earlier, fuck you. <laughs> you said, you know, earlier, you're like, oh, I, I don't want to go deep. Or I hate to go deep. You didn't even warn me this time. You just went deep. Sometimes you got to. <laughs> and fuck you for hitting on the exact thing that's been keeping me up at night because yes, yes, you're right. I got two fucking kids. I, as soon as you said that, I remembered I got, I got a daughter who's nine and a son who's four and a half. And you, you know, thanks for reminding me. I got to go gotta make sure they had dinner kind of late now. Probably didn't anyway. Yeah. But I think about this shit all the time, right? Because it's like, I'm not a gamer. You know, yeah, I mean, I was around with games. As you said, we used to go to the arcade. We rode our bikes to the arcade. You know, you got a bunch of quarters. Maybe you yeah. got tokens. You yeah. played arcades. And then that led to Atari, like the home thing or in television. And then eventually, like. Simple shit. Uh, as you said, uh, Nintendo and shit like that. You know, our games were the very beginning. Asteroids and Space Invaders. And, you mm -hmm. know, like the most, the most like simple shit. And now it is involved, exactly. it yep. has create, you know, it is it has become a world unto itself, a universe unto itself with an economy bigger than the entertainment industry writ large, right? And it is this immersive mm -hmm. world, mm -hmm. the alternative reality, par parallel universe, right. like whatever you want to say. And as a dad who, number one, isn't a gamer, you know, like if I, you know, if I was into gaming, of course, my kid would be playing yeah. games. But I'm not. And so when it comes to my kids playing games, yeah. I am really torn about it. 
I don't know what to do, you know, because on one hand, we live in a culture of of screens. We live in a culture of of gaming. You know, right. it, it's a, you know, I'm a fool if I think, you know, the old saying, you know, culture, eat strategy Absolutely. for breakfast. I can try to be a dad that has all these rules and stuff, but this is what the kids are doing, right? Like right. my son right. is going to want to play video yeah. games at some point, you know, and he's probably going to want me to play with them. Well, a number one, I don't have any fucking desire to play video games with anybody, <laughs> including my son. Yeah. <laughs> I want to take him camping. I want to take him swimming. I want to take him hiking. I want to take him out into the world to deal with other human beings, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm a little, I, I'm sorry. I'm a little freaked out sure. about any technology that somehow mitigates our humanity or disconnects right. us from the natural world. And I'm torn. I don't know what to do. Like, you know, I mean, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, my son will go play video games at his friend's house if I don't let him play here or whatever, right? Like, just taking my own kids out of it, you know, just as a human being, but as a person, but now right. as a dad also, like, I first of all want to make sure my kids are comfortable dealing with people in the real world before they become immersed in a virtual world, right? And you know, so I, I want to do whatever I can that's healthy and right and productive and sensible and sustainable and reasonable for them, you know, lay that solid foundation. But, you know, I also know I'm 51 years old, right? Like, you know, I don't get it. My my dad didn't get it. Now I'm the dad that doesn't get it. But, but here's also part of the shift is that when we were younger, we'd go to a ball game or or we'd go play kickball across the street or whatever. And there was always that one kid who always just stayed in his room all the time, right? And never came out of his room. And everyone yeah. thought he was the weird kid, right? Oh, that kid never comes out. He's always in his room. He's always locked up. He's always got his headphones on, whatever. Well, in our society now, it's flipped. Because, like, if you're not the kid that's in the room all the time, on the screen, on the monitors, on the head with the headphones... Like, you're the weirdo now. You're the weirdo for not being on there, you know? When you go to class and everyone's talking about the games that people went on Twitch, you know, they went live on Twitch and did you see this and did you see that? And you were saying, oh, no, I don't, I don't do that. I don't, I, don't, I don't have a Twitch account. I don't, you know, all of a sudden that's the weirdo kid, you know? And so that's where it becomes scary because um, it becomes part of the world. It's part of the world now. It, it's, it just is. And there's no way around it, but it's like, I don't know what happens. <laughs> I don't know what happens next, where it goes from here, but yeah, man, but good luck to you. You let me know how well, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Fuck uh, me, man. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, you know, and it, you know, and, and some of these things we know, like, for example, right. You just take, we're talking about gaming specifically, right? But more broadly, right, like the idea of technology screens, you know, social, obviously social media on some level. But like my daughter, not too long ago, asked about when when can she have a phone? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And what she doesn't realize is that what she's really asking for is a supercomputer. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. She's saying, when can I have a supercomputer? 
because that's what these fucking phones are. They're supercomputers. Now, some parents justify getting their kids a supercomputer because they say, oh, well, it's for safety. You know, like I want my kid to have a phone, you know. Well, okay, get them a flip phone, you know, (laughs) like like. You know, if you if you if it's really just about safety, they still make those. And you. Yeah, right. You know, I I think I think I saw one in a pawn shop. And, you know, if you if you want to stay tethered to your kid or them tethered to you. Chip them. Chip. Yeah, right. (laughs) Tag them. That's it. With a with a RFID uh, tag. (laughs) Yeah. If you can chip a dog, you can chip a kid. hundred percent. hundred percent. (laughs) <laughs> but it's like, okay, fine. You know, like, fine. I can understand a rationale that says, no, no, I want my kid to right. have a phone that I can reach them. They can call home. I get it. Pay phones don't exist anymore. But that doesn't mean that's not the same as getting them a supercomputer that gives them access to social media, which we know empirically now social media is driving depression in kids, suicide in kids, mental oh, yeah. health issues in kids. Like social media is toxic yeah. and totally. the bullying and all that stuff that goes with it. So, as a parent, it's like, and that's, you know, it's like, I get so annoyed with these parents that think that they don't have a fucking choice in the matter. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, this is how the kids socialize these days. Well, who's the fucking boss? Yeah. Who's the parent here? You know? Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck you for that. You're right. Jesus. See, this is why you're the man. You know, that that's true. My wife sends me all these videos all the time about people talking about phone addiction, you know? Yeah. If you're at dinner and the person you're talking to always has their phone like on top of the table, mm-hmm. they're addicted. If when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is look at your phone before yeah. you tell your wife, I love you, good morning, and then you're addicted. And so I just replied to my wife and I said, I'm addicted. What do I going to do? <laughs> well, you know, here's I'm the truth. Living proof that it's addictive. Yeah. But no, you know, but here's the thing. Guess what? I got lots of addictions. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. The phone, just the phone is one more addiction. It's fine. And you know what? Okay. You know what? The, the, actually, my my addiction to my phone is the least of your worries. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. You should, you, you know, you, matter of fact, you should inc- be encouraging me to, to, to use my phone more. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that takes me away from the phone. other addictions, <laughs> which might get me, you know, put me in the pen. I don't know. But the point is. <laughs> I digress, allegedly, but as yeah. proud Gen Xers, which you and I are, and by right. the way, that's an important premise for our, you know, new gringo on the man platform, because oh, we're not, we're not two angry old men. We're two angry Gen Xers. Okay. Yeah. We grew up at a time, right? We saw this shit fucking evolve and come on. And for us though, technology was always a tool. It was a tool first. It wasn't entertainment. No. Only in recent years has it become entertainment. And so the kids aren't learning the technology as a tool first, really, in many cases. They're learning it as a source of entertainment, as a source of interaction and socializing, so on and so forth. So it's almost more insidious because it's like you've got to be on the phone all the time, 24-7. Right. 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 And and for us, yeah, sure, I pick up my phone in the morning, too, and late at night because, you know, I'm poking around with shit, but I'm you know, also checking my email and thinking about work and maybe making a post or whatever it is. Now, yeah. am I, am I addicted? Absolutely. I'm addicted. I'm not going to argue that I'm not addicted. <laughs> now, where right. would I get my porn if I didn't have my fucking tech, you know, 
I mean, come on. Where would I, where, 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 you know, how would I, how would I see boobs? Gen Xers like boobs. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> did I just cancel us? I'm just saying that technology is, yeah. And yes, it's addictive. I get all that. So, but the point is, is like, how do you, cause I mean, bring it back to the kids. <laughs> it's yeah. all about the kids. Cause at the end of the day, it's about raising a mentally healthy kid. Like that's all you're trying to do as a, as a, as a parent who gives a shit, you know, trying to raise a mentally healthy kid who's comfortable in their own skin and can be a productive member of society. Right. Like that's kind of it. Right. Right. And, and so that's all you're trying to do. So how do you, so the question, so if you agree with that premise, then the question is like, how do you go about doing that? And all, and for me, my understanding is trying to, my thought of it is like trying to raise a balanced kid, you know? So sure. They need to be comfortable in the, maybe the tech world on some level, but they absolutely need to be comfortable in the real world, dealing with people and dealing with, you know, nature and bugs and bad weather. There's a whole lot of bad weather coming our way. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. Coast to coast. No. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. And it's just going to get harder and harder to parent in the future because of all this, because the flip side to technology is you have these lazy parents who are going to immediately give the phone to the kid, you know, get the kid on, on the screen as soon as possible. Cause that's one less thing I got to worry about. That'll stop the kid from crying. That'll stop the kid from bugging me and I could do my own shit. I could be on my own screen you know so yeah it's just gonna get just more and more difficult i think to raise kids and and healthy kids and we can we can get more and more depressing if you want but <laughs> that wasn't the point of it <laughs> jesus dude yeah what the fuck i mean i thought gringo and the man was gonna be fun now i'm all fucking bummed out and <laughs> think i'm a horrible parent and worried about my my kids are fucking doomed well, see. The gringo, when when the gringo goes to Mexico, that's why he loves going to Mexico. Because no one asks him about his kids. No <laughs> one asks him how many fun kids you have or how you, who you're raising. No, it's just like, you want another tequila, senor? Boom. There it is. The cerveza chaser, please. Por favor. <laughs> Dos mas, por favor. <laughs> Dos cervezas, senor. Senorita. Gracias. <laughs> Gracias. And how happy are you at that point? See that? That's that's what it all comes down to. Happiness as a gringo. That's why well, so many gringos retire in Mexico. They love it out shit. there. Shit. You know, they're but trust me, I mean it's like some of the places I've been in Mexico are so fucking beautiful, I'd be honored to live there in my retirement years. Yeah. Absolutely. So would I, but they won't treat me as a gringo. They'll be like, oh, you're a fucking <laughs> Chicano. You're one of us. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, 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 you're someone who, who left us <laughs> for, for the gringo lifestyle. And now you're coming yeah, back. I mean, because you, right. Well, because you stick out like a sore thumb. I mean, you go down there, you're yeah. probably, oh, he's an American. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah you what do, what Spanish, is it about but, you? But I mean, to the extent, right, that you cannot pass as as a Mexican, 
You know, like yeah. you go to Mexico and they know that the man, aka man one, is American. What what are the telltale signs? What gives you away? I'm wearing Nike shoes. <laughs> that's number one. I was gonna make a really <laughs> crash joke about the fact, isn't it, that you're just wearing shoes? But that's a really bad joke. I won't do that joke at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so you're wearing Nike. Back in the day, back in the day, maybe, but now it's like, oh, you're wearing <laughs> Nikes. You know, and then I'm wearing my my own logo on my T-shirt and. Right. You got you got the top shit on, so yeah. And I have an iPhone that's that's newer than a than a seven. <laughs> I think I think they're on they're on iPhone seven right now in Mexico. So you stand out. You stand out. Well what's interesting though is like if I go to Europe, I'm definitely an American. Absolutely one hundred percent American. And that's that's when it's weird because So um, what's that about? Like because you Europe, carry yourself is that what you're wearing is that just your accent i mean what is that all the above yeah. and in europe it's like oh there's a fucking american right there you know and it'll be me there'll be four americans four of us out there it'll be me a mexican there'll be a white guy there'll be a, a black guy and there'll be like a, a middle eastern guy because this is truth this is what happened <laughs> in ireland and they're like oh americans <laughs> and i was like wow okay and i asked them about it and they said no you you guys are just americans you guys don't worry about anything out here we know you guys are all americans and they actually told me like don't say you're mexican because you know i would say well i'm mexican american well no just just say you're you're american just don't say you're mexican because then that implies i'm catholic and then i'll start getting into issues with the protestants so just keep it American because they know Americans, you know, are atheists <laughs> or Satanists or something. No, other we're shit. not atheists. We believe we believe in money. <laughs> yeah. The dollar is our God. So, so that's how it is when you go to Europe. But when you go to Mexico, ah, they look at you and they're like, okay, here he comes. So in Mexico, I have to travel knowing that I have like this. But thank God I speak Spanish because... There's nothing worse than a Mexican, a pocho, that's what they call us, a pocho going a back pocho? to pocho. Yeah, that's, an, that's an Americanized Mexican. And so if you're a pocho <laughs> in Mexico and you don't speak Spanish, then, yeah, you're going to get you're going to get some shit. Well, as you should. You know? <laughs> so so they'll look at me as a pocho, but then they see that I can speak fluent Spanish and I know the lingo. Then they're like, it throws them off a little bit. And they're like, okay, we'll give you a pass for today. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And it's happened to me. I, it's happened to me where I've been in Mexico and I get pulled over by the cops. And they want to, they started trying to scare me that they're going to throw me in jail for having broken some law while I was driving or something or whatever. And then I flip it on them and start talking Spanish and start telling them, that I know certain people in the city and I know the lingo and I know, I know that they're looking just for a little kickback and then they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Go for it. Be, thank you. And be on your way. <laughs> so you have to know the, the street smarts when you're a, a pocho in Mexico. But I mean, but that's, but that's trippy though about Ireland. You were saying that it's like you, a black dude, another Brown dude, Indian dude or something. And basically they just all look at you and they're like, Oh yeah, you're all Americans. Absolutely. We, we we were in Northern Ireland, actually. And 
every August they have they, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. They're like, oh yeah, the 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 riots are happening this weekend, and I'm like, what do you mean the riots are happening this weekend? And they're like, oh, they happen every <laughs> they're every year on August, whatever it is, you know, there's riots, riot weekend. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. like it, it just seemed like completely illogical to me. And I'm like, so there's riots coming. You know they're coming, and you guys are okay with it. You're just gonna have riots. And they're like, yeah, it's just, <laughs> just you know, with it. It just happens like you know, it's like a like all happens on starts Friday night. You know, gets pretty crazy on Saturday, and by Sunday night, it's all over. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, no one dies this year. <laughs> and so. um <laughs> what happens is in yeah, I'm serious. And so what happens is in in Derry, there's this kind of like a a parade, I guess, where people from Belfast, Protestants from Belfast, come up to Derry and they do this march around the city. And while they're marching, all the Catholics are throwing shit at them, rocks and stones and fireworks and whatever and a Molotov cocktails and all kinds of shit. And the cops are waiting. They're there. They're all geared up. They're waiting and for the clashes to happen and the cops just become the barrier and don't let it get too out of hand. But sure enough, cars, a few cars get blown up and burnt. And by Sunday, the guys that came from Belfast go back to, to Belfast and, leave the town in peace and everything's cool <laughs> until the following year. <laughs> and so they, and they were telling us, dude, the riots are going to be tomorrow morning. You guys should come. And we're like, uh, <laughs> no <laughs> spectator sport. Yeah. And we were like, uh, no, it's cool. We don't want to get killed. And they're like, Oh, don't worry. They all know you're American. Like you're, they know you're not on either side. You're like the third party. <laughs> like you're Switzerland. You're, like, yeah, they're you're, not gonna- they're like, they're, and they told me like, they're like, bring your camera. You want to film this? It's it's pretty cool, right? And I'm like, uh, no. And so the next day, when of course all hell breaks loose and cars are being burnt and some people got carjacked and stuff like that, somebody got stabbed and there was a shooting and whatever. And the next the Sunday in the paper, there's pictures of all this chaos going on, and of course all these people are wearing, you know. What do they call them? The they have a name for it. The when they put the ski masks over their head. Face shield. The, no, oh, they, the um. What do they call it? Baklava. Back. Oh, There's shit, a fucking word for it that they always use yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah. a you know a masked hoodie. And so there's pictures of yeah. them running around, and my buddies are like, "Look, there I am. There's there's a picture of me running across with the Molotov cocktail. That's me. <laughs> so proud of it." But yeah. So is it safe to say, would you say that based on what you saw? Yeah. That if these motherfuckers could get their hands on semi automatic or automatic weapons, would Mm -hmm. they literally show up with fucking weapons and just waste each other? I don't think they would. Believe it or not, they have. Well, number one, most people don't have guns. And when they do have guns, it's a big deal. But that's but, why I'm asking because it's like it's because because they're 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 throwing rocks at each other, but, like you know like it seems like they want to kill each other. They just don't have guns. So I, I'm asking if they had guns, would they just fucking kill each other? I, I don't think so because they also have a lot of respect. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> so I respect you, therefore I stone you. So for example, 
I remember the first the first day we were there, we went to this bar, and there was two guys in in wheelchairs, you know, at at this crowded ass bar. It's two guys in wheelchairs. It's not a big deal. Right? I see guys in wheelchairs all the time. And then you do. I don't. I don't see guys in wheelchairs that much. <laughs> and whatever. Wow, right? Okay. Where are you hanging out? So then the next you go to day, some crazy parties. <laughs> the next day we're talking to these guys, and they're like, "Oh yeah, so and so was there last night, whatever, whatever." And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, who who are you guys talking about?" And they're like, "Oh, that one guy in the wheelchair." And I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "Yeah, he's in a wheelchair because he got six packed." <laughs> you know what a six pack? He's in is? a wheelchair because he got six packed. That's right. So when you get okay. six packed is you get caught doing the wrong thing, like selling drugs in the wrong area where you're mm-hmm. not supposed to be, or you didn't pay the right person off or whatever the issue is. Mm-hmm. They come after you and the guy with the gun shoots you in both elbows, both knees and both ankles. That's a six pack. Dude, that's awesome. So they're not going to kill you. I mean, I've never heard of a, I never heard of anything cooler than a six pack. (laughs) Like it's like, yeah, I got six pack shot in the shoulders, shot in the arms, shot shot in the knees, shot in the elbows. They shoot him in the elbows, elbows, knees and ankles. So, okay. (laughs) So that's fucking wild so if you get six-packed you're like you're like vip at that point so well it depends on what side of the aisle you're on right but but everyone in that bar i bet they were vip right so what happens is from that point on you know that guy in the wheelchair is there because he just didn't know how to how to how to run this game it's not a badge of honor (laughs) okay okay so maybe i miss i'm sorry so maybe i just want to i just want to i might have missed something yeah Clearly, I missed something. So, <laughs> you okay? So he got shot because one dude had a gun and one the other guy didn't have a gun. I mean, so clearly. What, well, what happens is so like take me through it again. So, so what happens is like I got I want to I want to see I want to I want to <laughs> witness this this uh, horrible act of violence again. <laughs> what happens, I guess, is when a guy is selling. Let's just say a guy is selling drugs in okay. an area where he is not designated to sell drugs. Or he's or okay, he so it's a turf thing. It's okay. like a turf thing, and he's in the wrong. He's in the wrong place, and oh, okay, he's in the wrong place at the wrong time, and so okay, the people on you know who are not on his side of the, the opposing gang, <laughs> the opposing the opposing gang, yeah, to take the turf back gives you a six pack. Yeah, but they don't call them gangs because they're not gangs. They're 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 really based on you know church groups, yeah, Bible so study. It's like, it's like <laughs> youth youth groups, youth groups. That's what they're it's, called. It's, it's Catholic versus Protestant is the bottom line. So yeah, it's it's uh, some form of of a youth group. Dude, this is why I'm a Scientologist. I mean. <laughs> but see, but see, like that's their respect for life. They didn't shoot the guy in the head. They didn't shoot him in the heart. They didn't kill him. No. They they just taught no, him a lesson. They just maimed him for life. They just taught him a lesson for the rest of his life. He'll never fucking sell drugs in that area again. But he could live. Fucking six pack, man. <laughs> so so we, we would go into like whatever the equivalent to a 7-Eleven is, right? My friend would yeah. be like, hey, you want me to buy you a six pack? And the Irish guys are like, no, 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 no don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> 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 That's how we found out. with well, Yeah. And, and- yeah. 
based on that metaphor, like I'm just curious. I mean, then what what is what is a leader? What is a case? What is a keg? I mean, fuck, you get a you get a keg. You're you're absolutely uh, in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah, there's some crazy shit going on over there. And, um, you know, six pack, man. Yeah, you don't want to get six packed. Don't don't get six packed when you're out there for sure. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? Protestants and Catholics. Can't we all just get along? Apparently not. Jesus was just trying to, you know, trying to teach us to love each other. <laughs> turns turns out we, uh, we we've turned the love into mass shootings it's <laughs> wild but hey he was selling drugs in the wrong turf so what's he expect fuck hey, the guy deserved it yeah that's what happened punk ass motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> well the man the one and only man one it is we 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 roll it man it's like 90 minutes in oh there we go for the first go. installment of gringo and the man i'd like to think that we're going to get better as we get back into this but we, we're probably going to get worse <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely I don't just count on us getting worse. I actually aspire to us getting worse. <laughs> wow. I mean it, it's it's like that so long ago we talked about it's like you know, what do we know about podcasting? Absolutely nothing. So let's let's do it. <laughs> let's do more. Let's double down on, on Let's the- do more. <laughs> In all seriousness, I just wanted and I mean this straight from the heart. I missed the hell out of this. I missed the hell out of you. Yeah. I'm so glad we're back in the mix with Gringo and the Man. Um, I feel exactly the same way. And this Gringo and the Man is going to it's gonna be good for you and me. I don't know if anyone else, but it's going to be good for you and me. And, you know, fuck everybody else. Oh, All yeah. I care about is you and me. Yeah. All I care about is you and me. As long as we are getting joy, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, what, what else What else we want? Yeah. Well. Um, I'm happy to. I'm happy to, that we're doing this. Let's start doing this some more, brother. We'll keep it rolling. We have to, yeah. Like off record, we'll 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 figure out exactly. Like, <laughs> of course, you know, if history is any judge, there's no way we'll be able to just have a night, standing night. Yeah. Right. What was that? Like years ago, I was like, we were talking about why can't we just have like a standing night, and and we we, we sort of got to this like, notion that it's like. Well, if you have a standing night, then our wives know what nights to fuck with us. You know what I mean? If we keep it moving, bobbing and weaving, you know, it's like, oh, well, we're recording night. Oh, okay. You're recording tonight. Right. But if they know it's every Tuesday. Right. We're fucked. Well, the good thing now is that I get to say to my wife, yes, where I'm going. All I got to tell her is Gringo and the man. That's all I'm going to say. She's in. She that's, loves it. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. That's it. That's it. And you get a pass for that. Oh, my God. All right. We're on to something. All right, partner. We'll catch you next time. All right, brother. Hey there. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to like this episode, write a review, and share with your friends on social. And if you haven't already done so, please press the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at NotRealArtWorld.